Today we celebrate the queenship of Mary, and this is a fitting conclusion to, as it were, almost of an, an octave uh, to the Assumption. Okay, so it's kind of like the the other bookend of the Feast of the Assumption, and so it harkens back to the Assumption in as much as when Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven, uh, she was then given a place of very special participation in Christ's own authority, such that her prayers are uh, mightily powerful for the salvation of souls and for the unfolding of God's will in the earth. And so we have this idea of her queenship, and if we look over here in our statue, this is an added effect. Someone added that many years ago, and no one dare remove it, but you have the crown there on Mary, and it symbolizes uh, her queenship her participation in Christ's own authority. Uh, and this is the, the beauty and the paradox of Christianity, that you have this simple woman. Um, she was probably, by tradition and, and by all historical probab- probability, she was very young when the angel came to her and announced the conception of the Son of God. She could have been as young as 14 years old. And so you have this little, almost kind of a girl. Uh, she probably weighed 85 pounds. <laughs> and she's not very fierce, not very powerful, uh, neither physically, but neither socially, um, nor uh, economically. She's not a person of power. She was probably known as being a very pious person, but so humble that really no one really noticed her much uh, as she was growing up and as she was one of the um, women, young women in the town. But nonetheless, because of her faith, God has given her uh, the most authority of any human being apart from Christ in the world. Think about that. It's an incredible paradox. And so the path to power, the path to strength and authority, according to the gospel, is through obedience to God's word. It's through faith. And uh, thereby is fulfilled what Christ says, as many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. So Jesus has a way through faith and through the the humbling of human pride of kind of turning human expectations on their head and inverting uh, the what would be considered the quote-unquote normal order of things. We see this also in our first reading. In fact, it's very interesting because when the angel comes to Gideon, the angel says, the Lord is with you. That's exactly what the angel said to Mary when uh he came to her. The Lord is with you. Um, and so that phrase that the angel gave to Mary really kind of harkens back, actually, to this passage from the book of Judges and what God said to Gideon. Uh, the angel to Gideon said, the Lord is with you, meaning the Lord is with you in your battle. The Lord is with you in your attempt to overthrow the enemies of God. Okay? So, likewise with Mary. Here is this, this paradox. Gideon now was a mighty warrior. Okay? Different than, than Mary, but it's similar. Mary was being invited to spiritual battle. And she was invited to overcome and overthrow the enemies of God. The spiritual enemies of God. The devil. It's through Mary's fiat. It's through her saying yes. It's through her cooperation with God's will that she was able to, just like Gideon, overthrow the enemies of God, in this case, 
the devil and his angels, who had been plotting for since the beginning of human history to damn all mankind. But it's through Mary that the Savior of the world came, simply through her faith. And thereby the, the enemy, the devil, was brought to confusion and was humiliated. Uh, it would almost have been better if, uh, it would have been less humiliating to the devil if God had overcome him via some strong guy like Gideon. But, but it's all the more humiliating to the devil that God overcame him through this humble and, and weak vessel, this, this young woman, uh, Mary of Nazareth. And also, uh, like Gideon though, Gideon says, you know, I'm the lowliest of my family, why would you choose me? So also with Mary. She's a lowly handmaid of the Lord. Nonetheless, God chose her. And then finally, just a final observation from our text. Jesus says to the apostles, you will sit with me on these 12 thrones because you've abandoned everything. You've left it all behind and you followed me in faith. And so you're going to be sitting on these, 12, on these thrones, participating in that authority of Jesus Christ. And that's all the more true in a, in a preeminent way for Mary, even more so than the apostles that she sits upon a throne, that she exercises authority, that she participates in Christ's authority in this world. And so we've got great confidence in her uh, and in her power in the world. We can pray to her knowing that our prayers are going to be answered, and that in a certain sense she's all-powerful uh, with God because her will is in such perfect alignment with that of God's. Uh, we know that when we pray to her and that she intercedes for us, our prayers are answered. So today, my brothers and sisters, let's have confidence in the queenship of Mary Let's have confidence to call upon her, uh, knowing that she's going to be able to intercede on our behalf and make sure that we, like her, make it to heaven and also sit upon a throne participating in that authority and that lordship of Christ.